0: you can put some random data in check sector and there are, uh, right now we can put, uh, up to 100 kilobytes of data in, in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you can do it, but the difference between Bitcoin and Monero is that that Monero can track a single coin. Right. So you can just put data and say that this transaction has this NFT, whatever, but you can just move it around and track it. Like on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So it just loses sense to those.
1: This week on Monero Talk is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source and you always control your own keys. And by Stealth EX, an instant exchange where privacy is the top concern. Go to stealthex.io to instantly exchange between Monero and 450 plus assets without having to create an account or register and with no limits. Making Stealth EX a simple way to purchase Monero with crypto anonymously. Monero Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you and supporting us is easier than ever by typing in monerotalk.crypto in your monero.com or cake wallet send address field to send us a tip. This week on Monero Talk. Douglas Tuman interviews Sergey Sherny, a Monero developer and creator of P2Pool. The two discuss the recent developments of P2Pool, what problems decentralized mining is intended to solve, the potential drawbacks of having to run a full node, Monero scalability, the current state of adoption, the future of mining XMR, the impact of botnets on hash rate stability. Random X versus Asics, and much more. Monero Talk starts now.
2: Okay. Sergey, welcome to Monero Talk Again. Yeah. I think it's right. been it's been over a year. I think it's like a little more than a year. I think I was looking back last time. it was like November. 2022 or something or September like around no, that no it
0: was 2021 I think oh wow a few a few months after pitch Pool release right you, that makes you sense. interviewed me
2: yeah okay so it was more than a year yeah so so how long has so Pete pool has been up since that time so it's been how many since months how like how many months so, has it been one, live one, one and a half
0: years already okay.
2: So, how are you feeling about it? I know, I know, you got the update coming up. We'll talk about that, but how are you feeling about the the project in general? The adoption of it now that it's been out in the Well, world?
0: Wow. Uh, The adoption is um, not progressing as I wish. Uh, yeah, it's kind of stuck at seven, eight, sometimes ten percent of the network. Yeah, but hopefully, with the next updates, it will be. Uh, more uh, usable yeah we will talk about it later
2: yeah what do you think uh, is holding up adoption like uh, we... uh, well
0: it's um, mostly hard to use uh, for, mm-hmm. no well it lacks a uh, good user experience for most miners because they have to run a node, uh, uh be good with command lines. We do have some UI software for p pool like a good box that helps inexperienced users, but it's still hard. So, the hardest part is that the user have to run a Monero node. And it takes a lot of disk space and bandwidth, so it, not everyone can do it.
2: Yeah, uh, well, it's been added to the GUI, though, right? I mean, obviously, you see yes. a node for that, but it's it's kind of you made it where you, if you're running the GUI, yeah, like if ma- many, up and running, right?
0: Ma- yeah, many GUI users they do mine on p 2 uh, but um, bigger miners uh, who have uh, lots of mega hashes they still prefer uh, traditional pools. So I'm not sure what to do to appeal the, to them. So, to so to be, to make people more interested to, to them.
2: Yeah. The bigger miners are, are opting to just join the larger. Yeah, centralized uh, pools. Centralized pools.
0: Maybe uh, most likely because it's easier to set up for them. So they just run XMRIC and set a command line for it. And that's it. Okay. Maybe it's just the easier setup.
2: Well, hey, I mean, uh, don't be so hard on yourself. I think la- when you came on the first time, it was at like one, less than one percent, or something, and now we're sitting. Yeah. There, uh And I think even then, I think your estimate was the hope to get to like the ten percent. So, it sounds like you're you're on track. Um, at least going back and looking at what you had said in that first interview, I think you were you were, you know, would have been. I, 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 honest, it, honestly, I, I don't remember what I said on my first interview. <laughs> <laughs> I just went yeah. back and was listening to it today on 2X on the way over here from okay. work. Um, okay. Yeah, that was one of the things you had mentioned. I think you were saying like you were going for, uh, you know, whatever, 10%, you know, um, and you, you'd be happy with that. Like, do you, like, ultimately, do you see it potentially being able to, you know, take a large chunk or is it always going to reach some kind of equilibrium where it oh. won't really expand beyond, you know, whatever, 10, 20%? Oh.
0: Well from technical point from technical point of view it can handle the whole network easily. And we can run more than one Pull pool so users can have a choice if mm-hmm. either they can join the biggest one or the small one. We have two P2Pools right now. So yeah, even if it grows it can handle a lot.
2: What are effectively the the differences between the big one and the large one? Like why would somebody choose the the smaller one just because larger blockchain and stuff like that, less to download? Uh Yeah, the big one
0: has more hash rate, so it might be hard for small miners to get a pitiful share, so to eventually get a payout. So that's why we have a smaller pitiful for small miners.
2: Okay. I guess let's take a step back. What what is P2Pool? I know you know obviously anybody that's uh, seen episode one of, of this a year and a half ago already knows that. Yeah. But uh, there might be new people just kind of getting into Monero. Uh, let, let's take a step back there. If you could just kind of quickly explain what it is and what problem it's set out to solve.
0: Yeah, P2Pool is solving uh, the decentralization problem of traditional pools. Uh, P2Pool doesn't have a owner, so to say, or administrator or whatever, it doesn't have a pool wallet. So all miners just kind of come together and mine the same block. And uh, when they find the block, they everyone gets a payout directly from this block. So there is no middleman in this, and it's uh, decentralized in this way. It's more safe way to mine in a pool. And, it reduces the risk of 51% attack if some pool gets too big. Yeah, so even if this pool gets too big, or bigger than 50%, yeah, it can't be used for an attack because no one is controlling it. Yeah, so it's it's a way to make mining more uh, safe for all miners. Right. It effectively all users.
2: Right. It effectively decentralizes pools. So there, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at some of my uh, some of my my notes here. I guess we could get into well, I guess what what how would you explain how uh, you know how it works on a technical level? In short, you know you don't have to go into crazy detail, but once again, for those just listening, I, I think a lot of people would be surprised by the fact there's actually a separate blockchain that's mined along.
0: Yeah, it, it it runs a separate blockchain to track who or who mined how many shares so uh, everyone uh, has a copy of this uh, uh, additional blockchain and can calculate how much to pay to each miner participating at this uh, moment so when everyone is mining on a specific block template they have they calculate the same rewards for everyone and then they Check everyone's shares that this share is paying properly to everyone, so they all miners um, check each other's work to make sure that it's fair for everyone, and they use a uh, blockchain to to do this.
2: Right. There's there's really no other other solution there in terms of trying to decentralize a a, a pool, right? Are there other were there other ideas or is it? Is this really the kind of the only I, uh, concept um that's... I don't know of other ideas.
0: Uh, Bitcoin has P2Pool and it had Bitpool since 2010, I think. And they also use a blockchain for this. So, yeah, it's um, the only way I know. And it looks like a straightforward way to, to, to a decentralized pool.
2: Mm-hmm what uh what are the you know the downfalls of p2 pool or the you know the, the technical uh, you know things that you need to overcome when using it i mean there's obviously there's benefits well, more decentralization what are, what are, what are the negatives uh, negatives are it's, uh, it,
0: you have to use a monero node so you have to run a node mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes a long time to synchronize and you have to, uh, you have a free disk space, at least 60 gigabytes for pruned nodes. Uh, well, there are public nodes that you can use with P2pool, but they are often unreliable. And so I don't recommend it. So the main, the main problem with Pitbull is that you have to run Monero node. Mm-hmm. So it it slows down adoption, I think, because not everyone can just uh, synchronize one hundred and fifty gigabytes or sixty gigabytes and run them and not all the time.
2: Are there potential like uh, scalability issues where it's it's hard to you know scale up as as the uh, chains grow?
0: No, it scales up just fine, but. Uh, uh, I haven't tested it with uh, more than a thousand miners so I don't know mm-hmm. if it should re- if it will really sc- scale up but it should because uh, it's the same decentralized architecture as a uh, Monero network so it should do it and I, uh, I haven't seen any performance issues so far and we have more than a thousand active miners on a uh, smaller P2 pool. Mm-hmm. Because all GUI miners they prefer uh, the smaller pitopol.
2: Okay. And so, what is the update that's coming down the pipe? What what issues is that solving?
0: Yeah, the update uh, addresses the problem of very small, tiny payouts on the main pool. So, if you find one share on P2Pool, you'll get like one quarter of one thousandth of monero which is like 10 cents right now and this is a very small payout and when you actually want to spend what you mind you get uh for to pay four or five percent in f- network fees to just consolidate all your minor payouts so that's not ideal okay and uh, the update that's coming in about a month Uh, it will change how Peterpool calculates uh, rewards, it will uh, introduce a dynamic uh, window to calculate uh, rewards and this window will will be smaller which will make payouts automatically bigger for a single share and so it will auto tune to pay on average uh, Two times per share and by my calculations it will fix this issue so you won't have to pay four or five percent to consolidate all inputs it will be more like 0.4 percent or something okay in network fees. Yeah. so it will be essentially solved
2: now is this something you had foreseen in the original design of p2 pool or was it until it was out
0: that, uh, that you uh, uh um I haven't foreseen it because when pool launched, uh, Monero had uh, much smaller fees. Mm-hmm. But uh, August August last year, Monero f- hard forked uh, and updated the fee algorithm. And then fee fees became five times bigger, and then it started to be noticeable for miners on the uh, main Bitcoin.
2: Now. I think I saw one of the other issues that people were calling out, Rucknium was, was maybe suggesting too that it could have been deteriorating ultimately the privacy of, of Monero because of uh, yeah. minimizing, yes. you could yeah, see because... that all the inputs were coming from the pools or something, if you could explain uh, yeah, that. But, uh, yeah, right now on
0: main p pool, when you find the share, it stays uh, eligible for payouts for six hours. And many people can find 10, 15 blocks and takes six hours. So you find one share and you get 15 payouts. So that's a lot of outputs generated. And Eight. if this pool grows, it will be more and more outputs and it will hurt users' privacy because uh, network will, will be flooded with p payouts essentially. And this update that's coming, it will uh, put a cap on how many payouts per day P2Pool can theoretically generate. So that's one more advantage of this new um, dynamic window for P2Pool.
2: Okay. Interesting. So is that there'd be too many outputs coming from the P2Pool mining? And then, so that would... Yeah. If,
0: if P2Pool mining has generated too many outputs, uh, uh, all, all the regular transactions will use these outputs as decoys, and uh, mm-hmm. it's very easy to spot that which decoy is coming from P2Pool. So, it's, this decoy will be essentially useless, and that hurts users' privacy. So,
2: so it'd be very uh, easy uh, to determine that you know all all of these outputs are P2Pool mining outputs, and they're all obviously just decoys and not an you know, actual. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: So once this updates uh, when this update was goes live in March uh there will be fifty like percent uh, less pizza uh, pool outputs on the network which will immediately improve uh this uh, privacy issue
2: It's very cool that that Ructium, uh you know he was the one that figured that out right that that kind of analyzed that and uh, uh yes Notice that yeah. issue yeah. Uh, I love that. Uh, yeah, we hope to have him as a speaker, actually, at Monerotopia. A- any chance we could get you over there? Any chance we get you to Mexico? Um, when is it? I'm not in, sure. Uh, in May. Cinco in May, de Mayo, actually, is the, is the first
0: day. No, I don't have plans to fly anywhere in May. So, not likely, no.
2: All right. Well, you got to make plans, man. I, now you got a reason. You got a reason to. Uh, uh, we 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 could chat offline. I could try to maybe further convince you. It would be cool to have you there. Ruknium uh, actually, he would be presenting remotely though, probably because uh, he wants to maintain his anonymity. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Last time we spoke, yeah. Because I'll, I'll just ask you some some other, you know, non P two. Anything else you want to bring up with regards to the update of P two pool? Before I uh, go on tangents here.
0: Um, Yeah, th- so this update it not only addresses this privacy issue and small payouts issue, it also fixes a few internal technical problems that P2Pool has, uh, like efficiency of uh, uh, mining the P2Pool shares. So after this update, uh, it will use less memory and less CPU time to work which will be better for miners on week uh, that are on, on weak on machines, like raspberry pies. Mm-hmm. So, and I couldn't do these fixes without, uh, hard fork in pitiful. So yeah, so I put, put uh, the, all these fixes in this hard fork. Yeah. So it will, it, it will run better in a few, in a few words.
2: Awesome. Are there, um, other things, you know, as obviously P2 pools. I think you're focused, right, in terms of Monero. Are there, are there other um, pro- Monero? Pro- I know well, rig, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, I still, I'm still working on XMRig, uh, mm-hmm. p- pushing updates uh, to XMRig from time to time, or fixing bugs when they come up. Yeah, so XMRig and P2 pool are, are my main focuses.
2: In working on p2 pool, are there other you know things that you've come across in Monero that have you know excited you like topics things that you want to per- perhaps get get involved in? Um, other elements of, of the protocol?
0: Well, everything that's related to mining, yeah that's my interest and right now we have a discussion about uh, transaction extra. Uh, fields. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, pitiful does use <laughs> TX extra fields. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, directly affecting pitiful, but, uh, whatever they, uh, or we come up with, uh, I can just, uh, push an update, update for pitiful. So, so it, it shouldn't be, it, uh, it shouldn't be a problem to fix it on my side.
2: Okay. Ultimately, like how how much space do you need for a transaction? Actually, like if it got completely deprecated, that would be an issue for you, obviously, right? But
0: Ethpool uh, uses checks uh, extra; it generates seventy bytes checks extra, so it's uh, on a smaller side, so it shouldn't be a problem. Even if it gets completely removed, it will be replace with some specific fields for specific purposes. And yeah, I'll just,
2: uh, Oh, okay. It wouldn't be it, uh, there'd be something else replacing it. It wouldn't be like that. There would be no. Yeah. One. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, like, yeah, what would be, you know, the replacement? If
0: Well, TX extra right now is is used for when you pay out too many addresses or sub addresses, they use for additional keys, this can be just uh, replaced with a um, field for these keys and Ptpool uses it for um, uh, hash of the uh, Ptypool's uh, block to store this hash in Monero blockchain. It's like 32 bytes additional and it also can be replaced with a specific field in a new transaction format. So, other than that, I don't know who uses gxx at all, so it was a good idea, but I don't think it's used.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I see people on Twitter talking about trying to use it to do uh, ordinals uh, on Monero, trying to do NFTs on Monero. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, uh, but, uh, well, the, the,
0: you can put some random data in gxx and there are, uh, right now we can put uh, up to 100 kilobytes of data in, in it. Mm-hmm. So you can do it, but the difference between Bitcoin and Monero is that in Monero can track a single coin. Right. So you can just put data and say that this transaction has this NFT, whatever, but you can just move it around and track it like on Bitcoin.
2: Mm-hmm. So it just loses sense to do it. Right. It'd be hard to do. I mean, maybe if there was some separate client that's then tracking it and people are kind well, of opting yeah, out my, UK or something, I don't, I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah. If Monero gains popularity and becomes very popular, people of course will, will do it because it's possible. They'll create their own clients and so on. So it's better to address this issue before it happens.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are going to do what the people want to do, right? We're seeing it at, yeah, in. Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, if it's possible to do, it will be done. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure.
1: Do you love coffee and Monero as much as we do? Consider making gratuitous.org your daily cup. Pay with Monero for premium fresh beans. And if you like what you taste, send a digital cash tip directly to the Guatemalan farmers that made it possible. Proceeds help us grow this channel, Gratuitous, and Monero.
2: So, uh, how do you feel about the Monero project overall? You, th- you think it's doing a good job at maintaining its uh, digital cash-like nature?
0: Uh, so far, yes. Yeah. It didn't lose its uh, original spirit. So it's been how many years, almost nine years now, and it's still going strong and it didn't derail into NFT territory yet,
2: (laughs) yet, yet. (laughs) yeah, which is good. I mean, do you see that as a potential attack on Monero? People trying to do things there, trying to well, disrupt the community with these ideas? Or h- how do you see that playing out? Or do you think every- overwhelmingly people would be like, no, it's digital cash? Uh, we want Yeah, to-
0: people mostly agree that Monero should be used for just uh, transactions and uh, all related transactions. So like money, not like uh, storage for NFTs. <laughs>
2: Is, is there anything in Monero that like kind of sticks out in your mind as something that needs to really be worked on and overcome to to make sure we maintain our digital cash nature? Obviously you're working on p two pool to keep the pools decentralized uh but are there like other things that you look at you're like that's that's gonna be a problem yeah. It's not a problem now uh like what what are the things that stick out in your your mind yeah, the
0: mining centralization, which is pitiful. Trying to solve, uh, and I think it's doing good progress. Other issue is uh, the scaling. So when Monero gets used like ten times more, it will put a stress on many Monero nodes. And so we need to work uh, more on improving uh, transaction sizes and uh, node efficiency. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I haven't heard uh, about any tests uh, trying to do to push like thousands of transactions per second into in some private test net or something like this. And I don't think uh, the current, uh, code of or can handle this. Cause.
2: Um, you're basically some... saying like it, it won't scale in terms of the, no- the, the, nodes getting too large, too large to run a node. Is that, is, what, is what you're saying? Yeah.
0: Uh, and it will be CPU bound uh, even before it gets too large, I think. So yeah, we need to fix some codes in Monero first.
2: And, and by fixing, you're saying just re- reducing transaction sizes? Is that what you're saying? You're like making it more efficient? Uh, and uh,
0: there are some bottlenecks in Monero that prevent it from processing more than uh, like a hundred transactions per second right now i did some internal tests uh, Mm. so i'm I'm not sure why but i'm pretty sure it can be fixed because it's just i have 16 core cpu and it uses like two or three cores so it's just a technical problem it's not a fundamental issue so but we need to work on this code to make it uh, better scalable. oh well
2: so what do you think that that do you have any do you do you know what that technical problem is uh that's causing that, that roadblock beyond 100 transactions?
0: Uh, well, uh, I haven't looked into it in particular. I just run a few quick tests, but it's more likely that we just don't use many cores when we check transactions. Okay. Check and come transactions to mempool or just synchronizing into blockchain.
2: So... How far do you think Monero can go on the base layer in terms of scaling? Or do you think it, sooner or later it's going to have to rely on something like a lightning network? On the base layer, it can go...
0: Well, if we have transaction typical transaction, uh, one and a half kilobytes, I think it can um, do a thousand transactions per second eventually. That's but it will it. require a lot of disk space and a lot of bandwidth, so not everyone will be able to run out.
2: Do you think uh, but- that ultimately becomes a problem for decentralization or that you know the ecosystem will evolve in such a way where it will be decentralized enough? Maybe not everybody that uses Monero runs a node, but the, the core network will have enough decentralization to maintain its censorship resistance. What like? How do you? What do you think? Like, if we get to that hundred transaction per second environment, and you know it's becoming well, more difficult to run nodes, is there? Is, are the nodes going to be too large to the point where it becomes centralized, or yeah? You know, how, how do you potentially see that playing out?
0: Well, right now uh, we try to encourage people to run nodes uh, everywhere. So. GUI, wallet it, it runs a node by default. Peter pool requires a node. So as far as I remember, uh, we have like around 10, 15,000 active nodes on Monero right now. Mm-hmm. If Monero grows to much bigger size, we'll have fewer nodes, but even a thousand nodes should be enough for okay. decentralization, but they will be most likely run on some data center servers well few people of course will run it at home by a lot of hard disk drives to store the whole blockchain yeah but we will have fewer nodes in the future if when grows a lot
2: yeah I mean it seems inevitable right I mean the 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 tech the hardware is going to improve right and band bandwidth tech will improve but probably not to the pace where we need it to improve to keep things as easy. Well, as so far,
0: be. so far hard, hardware uh, has been progressing faster than blockchain is growing. So mm-hmm. Hopefully okay. this trend will, will continue
2: for at least 10 years more. But even with that, where, you know, it's going to be difficult to to run nodes at some point. Well,
0: it all depends on how fast Monero grows <laughs> if it enters this exponential phase again, it will be getting harder and harder to run a node because it will be growing faster than hardware can catch up with it
2: yeah, about that I know I know you have like you know your head down you're and you're you know working under the hood of monero uh, but what do you think of the larger uh Big bigger picture adoption. Do you have you have any opinion there? Like, what's your what's your take as you're you're seeing things out there? I know you're mostly actually looking at the code, building this stuff. Um, well, uh, people like me are uh, out there on Twitter and stuff. Spend more time just just BSing. But I'm curious if you your perception of adoption.
0: Well, as for adoption, it is being used in certain markets. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. And it's uh, essentially replaced bitcoin in those markets but
2: in true true f- markets open markets
0: yeah <laughs> so as for broader markets it's getting some it's getting some slower adoption it's like chicken and egg problem for merchants to accept monero they need to have customers who are willing to pay with monero and they need to also find each other so we need to I don't know. Promote on both sides, or ask ask people to push their merchants or their favorite merchants to introduce or to start accepting hmm I
2: do. I do think it's it's happening though. Uh, obviously, I think the dark market adoption is is a great indication that it, that it works as intended, but I think we're starting yeah. to see this realization that it also makes sense to use, in you know, uh, in in the you know the the, the white markets, right? That it there's advantages there to using a cash like utility, if you're online selling things, if you're a vendor, yeah. uh, maybe you don't want every anybody everybody to see your transactions, maybe you don't want, you know, your transactions going through. Corporate server, you know, servers that are tracking and tracing it, and maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want the state being able to see everything you're doing. Um, so I think we're starting to see that. Like, I, I, do you see Monero market? It's it's gaining a little traction. People that are out there selling things for uh, for Monero, Monero market. Uh, you know, le- legal items is not a dark market, but I think we're starting to see real traction. It's interesting. Yeah, so
0: it's like a snowball effect. It it starts slow, but then it costs. F- grows faster and faster. So I think we are right. just in the, in the beginning of this phase.
2: Yeah. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm harvesting honey and selling it online, why why would I not want to sell it for Monero, right? For cash, right? I, I would want, yeah. want to take advantage of that, right? So I think we're starting to see that transition. Do you see it at all in your kind of day-to-day life? Like where you are? Um, I, you know, are, are you seeing it in your... beyond beyond the online just you know in your environment uh, is is crypto uh, being adopted like i'm here in new york i don't want to dox you in any way i know i know you mentioned you you live in russia but you don't have to you know give our your exact locations or anything but are you seeing kind of any real world crypto adoption
0: um, apart from some online vpns they can buy (laughs) (laughs) well there are exchanges uh where we can exchange for cash uh, mm-hmm. yeah but real world well i'm seeing a lot of stickers on on the streets
2: okay yeah. that, that's what i'm talking about all right where you are you're seeing stickers where where approximately where is that you don't have to uh... but, uh, but
0: uh, i'm not in russia
2: i'm in sweden so oh you are in sweden okay okay
0: yeah okay yeah. and yeah. Yeah, there there uh I see stickers all the time in the random places and then often in, in new places so they don't stay for long so <laughs> not just monero stickers they're just clean stickers uh right right, quite right often yeah
2: so any insight into adoption in russia itself or you're just not uh you don't really have your, your uh, ear
0: as for adoption in russia there are just uh quick exchangers that you can use to change cash to cryptocurrency and uh, the other way around. But I haven't heard about the actual adoption.
2: Yeah, I'm just curious, especially with, you know, the state of Russia right now, um, you know, U.S. trying to to essentially sanction, sanction Russia in various ways. I'm curious if that spurred any any adoption over there obviously I know you're you know maybe not in the best position to answer that but well
0: uh, yeah it got so very very hard to send money to Russia mm-hmm. uh, and yeah I may or may not have used Monero to to circumvent this
2: right I mean yeah, people are gonna do what they got to do right so I mean I'm yeah. curious if now more than ever I would think people would start moving towards uh options like that right yeah,
0: so for, for me, it's an obvious uh, use case for Monero. If you need to send money to a country or from a country that doesn't let you do it, or your bank doesn't want to do it, then you can use Monero. And there are um, yeah, a lot of exchanges that work in all countries.
2: Last time we, we spoke about mining bots, bit. I mean, because you you are like the mining guru, and we were talking about like these bots, and you're basically saying how um, you know a percentage of the Monero mining network is basically these uh, mining bots. Uh, and I think at that time you were saying it was that like twenty? You were estimating like maybe twenty percent of the of the hash rate is done by these bots. Uh, I'm just curious. Yes. Is that like, and and you were pretty much saying like it would reach some kind of equilibrium where it wouldn't make sense for it to keep growing? Is, any idea if that's uh, if that that hypothesis is uh, coming to fruition or?
0: Uh, I haven't looked into this recently, but the network hash rate has been stable in the past couple of years. There are occasional spikes. Like we had recently some guy with one giga hash uh, this weekend was mining on few pools, but he's gone now. So it was my I guess. It was like some hacked cloud uh, cloud server account from some company that was used to ramp up to one giga, giga hash and mining during the weekend. And then the company noticed it and um, now it's not happening. Hmm. Yes.
2: But, he, uh, so, but probably still like around the twenty percent mark in terms of percentage of mining that's obviously we don't know you don't you never know, right? Like what the actual number yeah. is, but you think that's kind of a, a safe bet as percentage of the network that's mined by by bots?
1: Mm,
2: yes, I would say yeah, at least twenty percent. And you were saying there's really uh, doesn't it doesn't really make sense for that for that to keep growing right beyond that percentage.
0: And because if they decided if they decide to mine Monero, they can just put all they have to do this Mm -hmm. because it's essentially free for them.
2: Right. Okay. So it's not going to become any more. Free, right? Like they've. You're saying, like-
0: yeah. I think last time I said that they are already maxed out because right. they they have free resources and just mine with everything they have. And yeah, so they stay like a stable percentage of network.
2: Right. Anybody that's uh, listening in the spaces, I see there's a couple of people out there. If you want to kind of go ahead, give this a retweet or whatever. We're probably going to be wrapping the interview itself up pretty soon because I know uh, Sergey doesn't have a lot of time. Uh, but we'll try to jump in the room and answer one or two yeah. questions. So if you guys do have it's, a question, uh, kind of think about it now and raise your hand now. We'll we'll, we'll move over there. Yeah, it's
0: it's already past midnight here, so I'm I going know, to man. sleep
2: soon. <laughs> I know, and I I appreciate you doing this. Uh, P2Pool people are you know people are into it in Monero. They they they're very excited about it. They they love that you're continuing to develop it, uh, iterate it. So we, we we wanted to do this talk, and I, I greatly appreciate you coming on. Um, how about Ace? Uh, uh, one last question before we move to the the room to see if anybody does have a question, guys. If you do have your question, just raise your hand now, just so we'll we'll see and we'll know that people want to ask questions. Otherwise, we won't even go in there and do the do the uh the spaces. So if you if you're gonna come up on stage, just raise your hand now. Um, the what random X? How are you feeling about random X uh, these days? You know, there's always this theory that uh, maybe maybe it's. You know, maybe Asics will get developed uh, on Monero. Um, What what is your current take? Well, RandomX working as intended.
0: The first sign of Asics is that hash rate, network hash rate, goes up and stays uh, higher, and then goes higher again. I haven't seen this in the last few years, so it is just staying
2: stable. So you you think it think it's working? I mean, where where do you see it going? You think it will continue to maintain that uh, well ability to thwart Asics? It
0: it should it should because uh, we're getting faster and faster CPUs all the time, and um, Asics can be faster than a CPU, but then a new CPU comes out and it evens out.
2: So we we won't know until until it happens. We we had Bitmain reach out to us and they wanted to be a sponsor at Monero Topia, <laughs> which I thought was kind of abs- like crazy, right? <laughs> I was like, guys, we don't we don't have Bitmain. You know, you can't you can't make an ASIC for Monero unless unless you guys know better than we do. Uh, as far as I know, that's not possible. And they didn't well, it, it, like, it's
0: it's it, it's just possible. It's just uh, uh worth. An ASIC. It. Yeah. Basic for Monero will not be as efficient uh, to make it uh, economically viable. Viable, yeah.
2: Yeah, right. But they didn't seem to really grasp that. They're like, no, we want, we they were like, we want to add new coins so people can mine them. Like they had, I don't think they knew, like really understood Monero. Uh, like, not saying it's impossible, but they were just like, oh, we just want to add new coins to mine so we know, you know. Yeah, the point—the point of ASIC miner for Monero.
0: Yeah, just just to clarify, randomness doesn't make it impossible. It just makes it um, makes an ASIC look like a, so much like a CPU that it competes with CPU, right? And it just doesn't uh, outperform it.
2: Right, you could build an application specific piece of hardware that mines Monero better than your standard CPU, but to the gr- degree where it's not really economically worth doing so. You're yeah, because
0: the, uh, uh, the Intel AMD, they produce CPUs by millions and they just have economy of scale, so that yeah. they can just produce them at much lower price than ASIC. Yeah. And price per hash will be worse for uh, an ASIC. Yeah, in case
2: we learn the mates. Yep. All right. Uh, once again, guys, in the chat, uh, if you guys want to ask a question, raise your hand now, or we won't even jump in the chat, and I'll I'll let Sergey rest that that brain of his, which you know, which we need here in Monero. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather let him do that than pester him with with more of this. So go ahead and raise your hand if you do want to ask a question. Raise your hand in the chat. I don't see. I don't see any hands going up. Um, all right, Sergey. We'll leave it at that. Thank you so much, man. Is there anything else you wanna yeah. you wanna leave us with? Um, put out there to the Monero verse. Any information?
0: Yeah. So just uh, a reminder that Pitbull forks in one month. So if you you are on Pitbull, you should update the latest version, or you you'll stay on the old chain. Uh, yeah. It will not find any
2: blocks. You will <laughs> not get payouts. You know, there's gonna be one or two of those people, right? <laughs> what the hell? Why is that? Yeah. So that that's the reminder. Do do people like how are people? How do people get notified of that? Other than you staying it here and it being stated well, in forums, is it like uh,
0: people? It I put in a. Uh, Put the news and header on pitipool.io, mm-hmm. the website and or put a post on Reddit. And pe- people usually check uh, the GitHub too. And yeah, GUI wallet will be updated soon and it will have a updated pitipool with it. So all GUI miners should get an update too. automatically. Cool.
2: Automatically. Awesome.
0: Yeah, well one day one day update for the new version
2: of GUI. well right they'll have to download the new software yeah all right Sergey we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that thank you so much man for taking the time uh maybe we'll maybe we'll check in in another year year and a half see what the, the next Q2 <laughs> yeah. cool update uh yeah. I love I love that you know uh you, you, you've done this for Monero thank you uh we appreciate it um and yeah man we'll, we'll leave it at that cheers yeah. everybody. Right, yeah. Thank you. Alright, guys, everybody that's listening. Uh we will s- see you next week at the next live Monero Talk. Uh next time, you know, don't be so shy. Bring bring your questions. Cheers, everyone.
1: Hi, Monero Land. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Odyssey, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to MoneroTalk.live for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. Minera Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you. And supporting us is easier than ever by typing in MoneroTalk.crypto in your Monero.com or CakeWallet send address field to send us a tip. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to being back next week.